Paul and Angie Lingzo, founders of the Lingzo Fitness Academy, bring you the missing piece. Mission, mindset, and mechanics for your complete transformation. As creators of the Anti-Diet Mindset Reprogram, Paul and Angie have all the missing pieces you need to make the leap to your best life. Welcome to The Missing Piece. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Missing Piece. We're excited to be here today. We've got a fun one, really a mindset I don't even know if it's mindset. It's maybe it's maybe it's at the soul level, <laughs> missing piece. Yes, yeah, it's deep. Yeah, it's deep. It's 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 not um, it's not going to be about macros or, or rep ranges. So um, buckle up, we're excited to talk about it. But before we get going, I just want to remind you that it really helps us out when you leave a review on iTunes for us. So if you find this show valuable, a share it with a friend because sharing is caring. But b Leave go on go on iTunes. Leave us a little review. Write a couple sentences about what you took away from it, or, or why why our content is valuable. That helps other people find the podcast. It helps them um, see that we're legit and not just some weirdos. Which maybe we're out a little bit weird, but that's all right. And then also, if you want to go to missingpiecepodcast.com, you can see all the other stuff that we do on the internet. You can there's a link to our free Facebook group where we do tons of training. You can see when our next anti diet coaching course is coming up. All the good stuff is on there. And go ahead and check that out. All right. So today we're we're talking a little bit. We're talking a lot today about um, desire versus necessity, and we've talked about that before. But I wanted to get into it today with a specific application to our life and in how it models or how we model behavior. And what I mean by that is I've spent more time away from my kids in the past month, you know, they're about to be two than I have in their, their entire lives. I think I don't, I can't remember a time we've been away from them. Right. I have been away from them a few times Mm -hmm. just, you know, because of things with my mom, but you have not. I don't think I've ever been away from them. Yeah. The, The only other time was when we both came down to Texas to see the house. Right. To buy right. The house. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the to buy the house. Right. So that was three days and that was back in November. You know, so whatever they, they were a year and a half at that point. So that was three days and a year and a half. And then now that was back in November. And now in February and March, we came down here again, which ended up being five days, I think. A lot longer than we expected it to be. And that was to close on the house and meet the movers and try and get it all set up so that, you know, when the kids came down, they could, they could come in. Uh, and just kind of like have their crib set up and have their toy set up and whatever. And then, you know, so we did that. We came down here for five days. Uh, and then the actual moving process, I drove, my brother and I drove our other car from Chicago to Texas. So I was away from two nights there. That was Thursday, Friday. Mm-hmm. Met up again on Saturday. Angie flew down with them. And then come Wednesday, I had this trip that I had planned before we, well, really before we bought the house. And so like the closing date and all that stuff didn't matter when I booked the trip, but I, it was really important for me to go. It was a business mastermind. I really wanted to go. Keyword wanted to. And I went and that was Wednesday, you know, and, and I flew, I flew out on Wednesday, I flew home on Sunday. And so, you know, I was sitting there on this trip, missing my kids. They're awesome, you know, and I'm starting to wonder, 
like every time we FaceTime, you know, Angie and I would FaceTime, you know, Wednesday night to say goodnight and Thursday night to say goodnight, whatever. And I'm like, man, they look different. Like they look different. They're saying new words. Um, they've got new behaviors. <laughs> some good, <laughs> yeah. some not. Yeah, they've got new behaviors, right? And I'm like, man, like part part of the reason that I'm so adamant about forging my own path in life is I'm adamant about I want to be around them as much as possible, as much as possible, as much as makes sense, you know? So I'm sitting here going, did I need to do this trip? You know, I'm sitting here out here in Arizona and you just, you just, you know, you always feel luxurious when you're in a hotel by yourself, by yourself. Right. And, you know, because, you know, we're going out to dinner every night because that's what you do in these things. You know, you go out to dinner and you continue the conversation from the day and stuff. And it was awesome and, you know, decadent. And I'm like, man, did I, did I have to be here? Should, like, will I ever be able to make up this time with my kids? The answer is no. And so was it worth it to miss another four or five days with my kids? Just to pause, like mm-hmm. you said, you're doing a lot of this because you want to be around them. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also important to say that when we get into this conversation, we do a lot of this. So they want to be around us. So they want to be around us. Yeah, absolutely. And so it comes back to want versus need because I don't need to grow my business. Quite frankly, I don't, we, we, we could have, we could have just stayed where we were at. You know, we could, we could, we could be where we're at and be comfortable Mm -hmm. and that'd be fine. But that's not really what's in my heart. You know, um, I, I, first of all, I just like to grow and evolve and change. And it forces me if, if I'm going to be, um, if I'm going to be, if I'm going to have a, a business that impacts more lives, that creates more revenue, that has a bigger team, you know, I have to grow to, I have to grow into that role. So it forces me as a person to grow and expand and change. So, so I'm sitting here going, I didn't, I don't need to be here, but I want to be here. Period. And that's the end of the story. And that's all it takes. And why is that so important when it comes to tying that together? What I want and doing things that I want when comparing it to my kids. And it's because so many times, so many parents have the martyr syndrome where they think they have to sacrifice all the stuff for their kids. And I'm not like, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying go buy a $500 bottle of wine and while your kid, you know, doesn't have food. That's not what I'm saying. But here, here's what I am saying is that Carl Jung has, has a line that I believe is, is pretty misunderstood. But Carl Jung talks about the greatest burden that a child will ever bear is the unlived life of their parent. Is the unlived life of their parent. And, and this you have talked about before. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure I've talked about it a lot before. Because but we it, want to do a whole Yeah, I mean, the, whole, yeah. the whole concept of living from a place of desire and, and, and you know, following your intuition is, is really important to me. It's really important to everything we do. And so that line is often misunderstood. So people think it means that I was a baseball player and I couldn't make the pros. And so now I force little Johnny into, 
you know, five private batting lessons and pitching lessons a week from the age of four up because I'm going to make him a pro. And when they think it's about this desire, so when, they, when, when we, every, every, a lot of stuff I hear online or read about online, that's how people are interpreting it is like a parent forcing their lack of achievement, forcing their kids to try and achieve that same thing. To do more and more. To do more. But they think, but they think it's about the parent's lack of achievement and then burdening the child with the achievement. But that's, that's actually not what it means. What it means is it's, it's not the, it's not the achievement. It's the desire. It's the path. It's doing what they wanted. So the unlived life of the parent means that they never fully stepped into their identity because they crushed all their desires and they, and they, and they, and they squashed all their dreams to quote unquote sacrifice for the kids. So then they become the parent. They're, they no longer have an identity. I'm Lars and Leif's dad. I'm not Paul. Right? So every, every choice I make, every job I take, every penny I earn is, is sacrificed at the altar of me needing to feel good about sacrificing my life for my kids. And, any, and therefore, anything I do that's not in line with that sacrifice, that I can't fit that narrative, is selfish and I shouldn't do it. And what happens is, as you hit on before, you're not, the, uh, not going to become a person that well, really anyone wants to be around, but especially your kids, because they don't know you. Because you're not you. Right. Because <laughs> you're not you. You have nothing outside of them. So that creates a bit of friction when they become adults. You know, and they're gone. And what you're modeling then, what you're modeling for them is that they don't have, they shouldn't have an identity. It's selfish and wrong to have an identity because guess what? If you are truly yourself, if you're truly stepping into your own identity, you have to do the things to be there. Like once you are that person, you're going to do the things that that person does. And so when they don't, what you're modeling is that they shouldn't have an identity and that they should always sacrifice and that desire is wrong and sacrifice is good. And, and when they become a parent, they too then, then sacrifice. Right. And, and they, so, and, and it makes you wonder what's the point of the sacrifice? Mm-hmm. Because all you're modeling is behavior is like, okay, cool. Go to school so you can get a good enough job to attract a mate, have a kid and then sacrifice for that kid. And so you sacrificed for them, but then you're modeling behavior so that they never get to do anything they want anyway. Cause they're like, Oh, like having my own identity, having my own life is wrong. So I'm really conscientious about this. I'm I, this, this is so important for me you know, I mean, I don't care if my kids think I'm awesome. I don't care if I'm their friend necessarily, certainly not while they're growing up. But I'm really, really conscious about what we program into their minds through our own behavior. So no, they, they won't even remember this trip. They won't remember this period in their life at all, but it doesn't matter because I need to be consistent with who I am and my behaviors. So no, I don't need to grow my business. I don't. I want to. I want to. And <clears throat> I want them to see that what they want matters too. And so I'm going to continue to, to model that behavior. And I guess the final sort of nugget, the burden comes from 
thinking the burden, ultimately the mod, the burden of this unlived life and the modeling of sacrifice, that mental program becomes that mental shit. I lost my train of thought. That mental program becomes if I do something that's good for me that I want to do, that that has a negative ramification on everybody else. And conversely, if I sacrifice and I do something that's negative for me, everyone else benefits, everyone else benefits. That's the, that's the mental programming. So everything I just said was to get to that because that's true. That's what you're modeling for them. It's true that you're modeling that for them is what I'm saying. But the actual paradigm itself is completely false. Yep. It's completely false. Like I remember I did, um, there, there's a, a quote that I really love and I did it on a training call like last summer for the, the summer, the 21 day thing we did. And like a bunch of people were messaging me afterwards. Like, Hey, can you, where's that quote from? Can you send that over to me? Cause in, in, I'm going to, I don't have it like in front of me or anything right now, but it's, don't ask what the world needs. Ask what makes you come alive and then go do that. Because what the world needs is people who are fully alive. Yep. Yeah. So that, so that's at the heart of my decision-making. It doesn't make it easier. I still miss my kids. I'm still like, dang, I'm, yeah, I'm missing out. Like these mo, I can never get these moments back. And that's true. I can't get those moments back. So I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, um, what's the word? Very intentional about the time I spend away from them and, and the choices I make. But at the same time, if I'm not fully alive, if I'm living a life that just is mediocre and kind of just makes me feel mad, well, that's what I'm modeling for them. The world needs more people to come alive. And so if I'm fully alive, that, that just because I'm doing what I want to do, if it lights me up, if it's literally what lights me up, everybody benefits, not just my kids, everybody. Well, because we were put on this earth to live a vibrant life too. So why, right. when you become a parent, do you have to let that go? Why do you mm-hmm. have to sacrifice that? Like we should be able to enjoy every minute and wake up excited for every day because that's why we were put on this earth. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where people get hung up is like this whole sacrifice mindset. It's like they don't feel like they're deserving to yeah. enjoy their life. And I mean, this is a really small example, but last night before we went to bed, Paul's mom is staying with us. She's helping us transition with the babies. And I said, are you okay taking them to daycare tomorrow? So Monday morning. And it was like, I almost felt guilt because I was like, well, it's only their second week of daycare. Like they need to know mommy is there and she's present and she's dropping them off. But I did this because... I am trying to make some new friends in our new area. And to me, that's important. Like having relationships outside of my children and outside of my husband and making this community feel like community right away is something I have to do for a part of who I am because I am a social being and I'm an extrovert and I love conversation with different women. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Paul, you know what? I am going to go to the office early tomorrow and that's a big piece of who I am. And I am going to go meet a new friend for coffee and not take the babies to daycare and know that it is going to be okay. Like Mm -hmm. at first I had weird guilt, like I should sacrifice my time of being social for them. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, in in the grand scheme of things, they need a mom who can know how to be in all different environments with different people. And that's who I am. And so it's so small, but it, it applies in so many. It doesn't matter how much time you give yeah. to other things or how much time you're away from your children. If it makes you better, like you have to do it. Absolutely. So you took them. They still cried and it didn't have anything to do with me. <laughs> right. And I think, I think too, like you just hit on 
deserving. You know, you don't, you don't deserve to live a life that lights you up. I mean, or I should say it goes beyond deserving. It's actually an imperative. Yeah. Like that's, that's how you literally, you know, this, you know, call this pie in the sky, call, call this woo woo, call whatever you want. But that's literally how you elevate humanity is you do what lights you up and it creates a ripple effect. You're now on a higher vibration. You're on a higher plane in other people. It gives permission to other people around you to do the same. So if you look at like your little circle of influence, you can look, it almost, it's almost like a Venn diagram. Like here's me in the middle of my little circle and there's X amount of people around me. Okay. And I influence them and they influence me. Right. It goes vice versa. So you have to be careful who you let in your world too, because you don't want people who are, who are helping to install these programs in your mind that are negative. Right. You want people who are going to raise your vibration. And so I've got my little circle of people I influence, I influence and then the center of their circle, some of it, you know, connects with my circle, but then some of it connects with a bunch of other people who I have no idea with, right? Like we're all just sort of overlapping. And yeah, sounds small, sounds totally woo-woo, but it's that's literally the only thing you can do, but it's the most massive thing you can do to have some sort of positive impact on the world. It's to just live in a higher plane. You know, and that's what in that higher plane, by the way, is desire. Because desire is what lights you up. Desire is the thing that's unique to you. It's in your heart. It's crafted from your model of the world, from your unique perspective. And only you can see that vision in your head. And so you have to go pursue it and bring it to reality. So then other people can see it too. That's it. Right. You know? And I know you and I are unique because we share a similar desire, but that's because we've shared it with one another with what we each want. And I feel like sometimes people get a little bit scared to go and like live this life because maybe their partner isn't in alignment, but it's just communication and it's sharing with them. And then maybe you stepping out of your comfort zone Mm -hmm. and going after what you want will encourage them to do the same. Cause I know a lot of people are like, well, how do you and Paul, like, how are you on the same page? Like, how do you do that? It took work and it continues to take work. And like you said, we're, we're both willing to put ourselves out there to grow so our kids can do the same, but Mm -hmm. it hasn't always been like that. We had to make sure that we shared with one another what we wanted. Right. And so I guess, I guess the point is like, the point is you don't have to be an entrepreneur necessarily to do what lights you up. Some people are like, man, I'm, I'm sure I've talked about this before, but let's say it again. Some people are like, man, I am an accountant, right? And what that allows me to do, it pays me a good amount of money and it has, you know, a decent amount of work-life balance, maybe not in tax season if you're a tax accountant, but a decent amount of work-life balance where I take that money and I take the free time I have because I don't have to worry about stuff outside of work because it's not my business. And I go and do shit that's awesome. I take my kids camping. I take them to Europe. I, whatever it is, I, I, I hunt, I fish, I blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. You don't, have to have, you don't have to have a podcast in a gym to live a life of desire. But the work that you're talking about that's so hard is, just, is even understanding your desire. And that's alignment. So first you got to get in alignment with yourself be clear with yourself about That's what more you what want. I'm talking about, like yeah. the deep inner spiritual and then alignment. Like That's I'm alignment. not even talking about us owning a business together. 
I'm just talking about right. you and I deciding that we want so much out of our life and nothing's going to stop us from yeah, having it, it. You know, and um, yeah, absolutely. And so that that alignment comes from too, like values, kind of knowing your values and knowing what's important to you. And I'm not talking about like, I mean, you can do this. You can have like core values. You certainly, maybe you should. I don't know. I don't know. One of ours is what? Grow or die. Like, grow or die and personal responsibility are kind of the two. Those are two. Um, you know, and when, when, when people, when we told people we're moving to Texas and they're like, so how'd you decide? It's kind of a gut feeling mm-hmm. based on a couple of trips there and some time I spent here as a kid and, you know. I don't think you've ever been here. You've been to Houston once and then Austin for those work trips. Actually, I've been to Houston twice, once for a wedding and once my aunt took my sister and I here to do golf lessons. There you go. Not really sure why we did it. (laughs) (laughs) That seems completely out of character for everyone involved. But um, yeah, so it was the skill she thought we needed to have. And I'm thankful for it. Anyway, so this big, (laughs) this big life transition, this big move. Right. Of, of moving away from a business we knew because we closed the gym from moving away from a town that we knew because I had literally grown up there and Angie had um, lived there for the last whatever. Like best friends are there. Yeah. Well, how did you do what? I don't know. I don't I can't even put my finger on it. But we, it just we, felt right. It felt right based on what we want out of life. Mm-hmm. So we clearly define what we want. And then like things like a big move are just logistics. They're just logistics. They're just in uh, an outplay of that, of of what we want. But literally our heart's desire was we're ready for a new chapter mm -hmm. and we're ready to share that with each other and with our boys Mm -hmm. and see where it takes us. Yeah. That's it. So, um, that's it. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that's it. I guess to, is there anything else you want to add about like the mom guilt and stuff or did you kind of say your piece or do you have more? I mean, I probably have a whole episode worth of mom guilt, but I think, yeah, I think, I think that's a really good idea. I, honestly, I, yeah. I could do that. I think the biggest like takeaway or the biggest piece of advice I could just give is that mom is one role that we have, mm-hmm. right? There's a lot of roles to us and we just have to, again, get in alignment with what we want those to be in who we are and what makes us come alive. And I mean, for myself, for example, right when the babies were born and I got the clear to go out and walk after the C-section, I remember someone asking me like, how are you okay? Like going out on that walk by yourself? Like you just had newborns. And I was like, cause I'm in a line with, with myself. And mm-hmm. Paul knows part of who I am and it's having my mental space to be out there on a walk and not worry that my babies aren't okay while I'm at home. And I just, it's, it's always clicked with me and it's resonated with me that they need to see all facets of me. Like I want them to see my creative Mm -hmm. side with entertaining and doing crafts and cooking. And I want them to see my athletic side, but by me sacrificing everything, they don't get to see that. And Mm -hmm. that's where it's always been an easy decision for me. Like if I need time away from them, it is clearly because I need to be better for myself to be better for them. And so I can do a whole episode, but Mm -hmm. they're not going to miss you for the hour or two hours or three days that you're gone. Like they're just going to love you more and appreciate that you're going out and taking care of yourself. Yeah. But I can, I'm going to do a whole episode on that. Yeah. hundred percent, man. It's it's the whole self-care is yeah. I mean, selfish that, thing. That, well, I mean, that's been said a million ways too. I mean, this is just like a whole other tangent, but it's but like, yeah, that's what I said. I'll do it. I'll yeah, do a different I mean, one about it. 
in my head, a lot of self-care is human needs. Yeah. I mean, I just got to say that like self-care is like, you should move your body and you should. Yeah. Well, exactly. Like people, it's not bubble baths and wine. You know what I mean? It's, it's literally what makes your, makes you, it's literally your needs. Like you just said, it's what you need to feel fully human and fully alive. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's a bubble bath. But it's probably I mean, for me getting my nails yeah. makes me feel alive. Right. But it's probably a little bit bigger than that. Like, yep. you know, there's there's small stuff, but there's probably bigger stuff, too, in terms of self-care. Yeah. So. So mark that down. Solo. Yeah. Solo up. So for Angie talking about mom guilt. But that's it. You know, just a lot of. A lot of basically what we're saying is that there's a false paradigm out there where getting what I want means people around me suffer. Sacrificing what I want means people around me are elevated. And that's false. And not only... I'm not even going to say you deserve what you want. I mean, you do. But it's actually... When you look at what you really, really, truly want out of life, it's not about deserving. It's about, like, that's the thing you have to do. That's that's your imperative to go out and contribute that to the world. Because that's the only way uh, humanity... You know, can continue to elevate. Yep. You know? Yeah. Which, that sounds pretty big and it is pretty big. So go do the damn thing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good one, guys. <laughs>